Eerie Elementary. The school is alive. Okay, we're on book number one, and we have two of the dogs in here. So you're probably going to be able to hear Oreo breathing. She's an English bulldog, and she breathes very loud. Right, Pei? Okay. Eerie Elementary. No, no. Maximus. The school? Yeah, I don't think so. The okay, chapter one. It begins... This is horrible, said Sam Graves. He was holding up a shiny orange sash. I can't believe I have to wear this. It was Monday morning, and Sam and his best friend Antonio and Lucy were standing in front of their lockers. They were waiting for the bell to ring. Wait, you're a hall monitor, Antonio said? I didn't even know Erie Elementary had a hall monitor. Sam kicked at the floor. They do now, and it stinks. The principal called my mom last night and said it has been chosen. Ugh, it's going to be terrible. I have to stand in the hallway and yell, get to class, and no skateboarding. Well, at least you get to wear that cool orange sash, Lucy teased. Sam stuck out his... He has to be it. Yes! How embarrassing. Look at he's wearing it in the front. Hall monitor. Trouble. That's true. Okay. Sam stuck out his tongue. Ring! Come on, that's the bell, said Antonio. Sam frowned. You guys go ahead. I have to make sure everyone has gone to class. Oh, well, we'll see you inside, Lucy shouted. Within minutes, the hallway was totally empty. Totally empty except for Sam. He began to walk in the halls. Sam looked through the double doors outside and he saw a classmate on the playground. Hey, Brian, Sam called out. The bell rang. You should um, get to class. Brian frowned at Sam. Then he ran past him to the school. See, everyone hates the hall monitor, thought Sam. He was about to close the door when the cold breeze blew past and he saw that Brian had dropped his hat on the playground. My teacher won't mind if I sneak outside for a second, thought Sam. The air was like ice. Orange and red leaves whipped across the ground. Sam shoved his hands into his pocket. He could see breath. It looked like the ghosts were dancing through the air in front of him. Sam looked up at the school building. He had thought it looked like an old castle made of crumbling red brick. The paint on the doors and the windows was chipped. Big black, a big black crow sat on the roof watching Sam. The whole time, the whole thing gave him the willies. Sam didn't want to be out there any longer than he had to, so he ran over to the playground. He was near the swings when something grabbed his ankle. Sam looked to his feet. His feet were sinking into sand. Now, of course, feet do sink into sand, but not like this. Something was pulling him under. Help! Sam shouted. The sand was up to his sneakers, and he reached down to try and pull his feet free. The sand was wet. Quicksand? This was just this was just like the quicksand from the old movie Tarzan that Sam's dad made him watch. But Sam was pretty sure that the quicksand was not found was found in jungles in the movies, not on real life playgrounds. Help! The playground is eating me, Sam shouted. The sand was up to his knees now. Sam fought and kicked and he watched Brian's hat was swallowed up by the sand. It was no use. The cold, wet sand was up to his waist. Then Sam squeezed his eyes shut He was, as he was pulled, pulled down deeper and deeper. Chapter 2, Mr. Nicobe. Just as the quicksand was about to... I think so, because it's pretty short. Yeah, each book's going to be a chapter. Just as the quicksand was about to swallow Sam, a hand grabbed his wrist. 
His eyes shot open, and it was Mr. Nicobe, the man who took care of the school. Mr. Nicobe tugged. Sam was yanked free. Sam gasped for air. The playground sand, Sam said, just tried to eat me. Mr. Nicobe slowly got to his feet. He was out of breath, and his face his, he was out of breath, too. His face looked like a piece of paper that someone had balled up and then tried to flatten again. <laughs> he stared at Sam. His eyes were small and gray. A chill went up Sam's, Sam's spine. Mr. Nicobe growled. You should, not, you should be more careful or you won't last long as a hall monitor, Sam, said Sam. Or you won't last long as a hall monitor, Sam Graves. Ooh, his last name is Graves. Ooh, creepy. Be careful of what? Be careful because other parts of the school might want to try and eat me, said Sam. Then he paused. Wait, what does, what does my being the hall monitor have to do with this? And why do you care if I stay hall monitor or not? Mr. Nicobe began walking away. Over his shoulder, he said, because I'm the one who chose you. What? What does that mean, Sam asked. But Mr. Nicobe didn't answer. He simply turned the corner out of sight. Sam shook his head thinking. This had been the weirdest day of my life and it's only 8.30 in the morning. He needed to tell Lucy and Antonio about the quicksand and the creepy old Mr. Nicobe. But first, he had to ditch the orange sash. Sam darted inside and flung open his locker. Whoa! He stumbled back and threw his, head, his hand over his nose. The locker stunk. The smell coming out of Sam's locker reminded him of rotten chocolate milk or something. Yikes, what did I leave in here, he asked. Sam shoved the sash inside his locker. Then he knew what it smelled. Then he knew what it really smelled like. Bad breath. Why does his locker stink? I'm confused. Are you confused? <laughs> Sam slammed his locker. Oh, chapter three. Tick tock, tick tock. Slam, sh slam. Sam slammed his locker shut. He rushed into Mr. Grinker's classroom. Mrs. Grinker was short and thin with frizzy gray hair. She was listing everyone's parts for Friday's class play on the board. Sam slid into his desk between Antonio and Lucy. I know. Like two last summer, yeah. He whispered, hey guys, the freakiest thing just happened. I got trapped in quicksand on the playground. Lucy scrunched up her forehead. Antonio scratched his chin. Then they both tried not to laugh. If it happened to you, Sam whispered, you wouldn't be laughing. Sam, Lucy, Antonio, yelled Mrs. Grinker, all three kids face front. Please pay attention, said Mrs. Grinker. I am still giving, I am still giving out parts for Peter Pan. I'm playing Peter Pan, Antonio whispered to Sam. Oh, I'm playing Peter Pan, Antonio whispered to Sam. He had a big smile on his face. He always did. He was the happiest kid Sam knew. I'm playing Wendy, Lucy whispered. Sam Graves, you'll be playing the noodler. What the? The noodle? Noodler. He's one of Captain Hook's friendly pirates. Oh, that's cool. You get to play pirate, said Mrs. Grinker. Sam nodded, but all he could think about was the main man-eating playground. As the day wound down, Sam started at the window. An old oak tree was blowing in the breeze. It was moving strangely. Sam leaned forward, his, toward, forward on his desk. The tree looked like a giant oak hand waving at Sam. Look at that. What's an oak hand? An oak, like an oak tree? It looked like an oak hand. 
Sam shivered and then he looked at the clock across the classroom. How long is this until this day is over, he thought. Sam could hear the clock. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Now I know what it's called. Mm-hmm. How can I hear the clock from all the way up in here, he wondered. Then the sound of the clock changed. Sam had no longer heard, heard tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. But the sound became ba-bump, ba-bump. It was even more confused because that didn't sound like a normal clock. But I do know what that did sound like. Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. Sounded like a heart beating. What the? Chapter four, something awakens. Sam covered his ears, but he couldn't get away from that sound of the clock. Not until, ring, the day was over. Sam followed the other kids into the hall. He grabbed the hall monitor sash from his stinky locker. See you tomorrow, said Sam. Uh, See you tomorrow, Sam, said Lucy. She and Antonia threw their backpacks over their shoulders and ran outside. Sam sighed. He wanted to run home, too. He wanted to plop down on the couch and fall asleep, and then he wanted to wake up and learn to learn that this whole day had been a terrible nightmare. But instead, he had to go on hall monitor duty. Sam stood there near the third grade lockers. The only thing keeping Sam awake was the cool chill across the neck that across his neck it felt like the school was breathing on him sam saw that he was beneath an air vent burr there were no teachers around so sam thought there'd be no harm in sitting down he slipped into the chair just outside the principal's office i'll only rest here for a minute but soon sam's eyes felt eyelids felt very heavy they were closing and sam was falling asleep When Sam woke up, he was beyond confused. The halls were dark, nearly pitch black. What time is it, he wondered, standing up. What what time is it, he wondered, standing up. Sam rubbed his eyes and he ran to the end of the hall. He peered through the big double doors. It was black as midnight outside. outside. How long was I asleep? My mom is going to freak out, Sam thought. I have to get home now. He yanked on the doors. They were locked. Hello? Why would I don't know. Hello, Sam whispered. Is anyone here? I fell asleep and clang, clang, clang. Sam spun around. All of the lockers flung open one after the other down the hall. Sam jumped back. His heart was pounding. Clang, 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 clang. All of the locker doors slammed shut again. Sam was really hoping that this was just a nightmare. He spun back around and he tugged as hard as he could on the door, but it was no use. He was trapped. Trapped inside Erie Elementary. Chapter 5. The Skeleton. The double doors flew open, knocking Sam onto the floor. Then they slammed shut again. He was still trapped inside the school. Ouch! yelled Sam. Everyone knows you can't get hurt in a dream. This must be real. He needed to escape. The school was coming to life around him. Sam ran into his classroom. He threw his hands against a large window and he was hoping to see someone, anyone, who would help him. All he saw was a giant oak tree blowing in the wind. But it wasn't windy. Sam saw the other trees, and none of the trees were blowing. The leaves on the ground weren't whooshing at all. The only thing moving was that tree. Could the tree be alive, Sam thought? Smash! The window and the glass the glass window shattered. Sam fell to the floor. As one of those long tree branches twisted and came crashing through and it wrapped around Sam's, Sam's leg, Sam began hitting the branch. Whack, whack, whack. Finally, 
The branches grip and grip loosened. Sam was able to crawl away. Behind him, he heard the branch scraping across the floor like fingernails on a chalkboard. There were th- there the tree was rushing reaching for him for every for him trying to pull him back. He pushed away through the fallen desk and stumbled back into the hallway. Pieces of glass crunched beneath his feet. Then, clang 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 clang. All the docker lockers Doors were slamming open and slamming shut once. I don't know. Oh, they were open and then slammed shut at once. All of the classroom doors were doing the same thing. But worse of all was that Sam was what Sam saw next. A figure stood at the end of the hallway and it had been like a body like a skeleton. Lights flashed and the doors clanged. But they didn't, they didn't, but the figure didn't move. It just stood there perfectly still staring at Sam. I don't know. Because he was terrified. Danger is real. Chapter 6. All of a sudden, the figure started running towards Sam. It was Mr. Nicobe. What is happening? Sam shouted. No time to explain. Get down, Mr. Nicobe yelled. One of the hallway fire hoses had come to life. It was like a long octopus tentacle. The hose crashed into the old man and knocked him onto the floor, and then it came for Sam. Sam ducked as the fire hose whipped across his head. Blam! The heavy metal nozzle slammed into the lockers. That thing almost hit me, Sam gasped. The fire hose wasn't done. It kept whipping through the air. Wrestle it, Mr. Nicobe shouted. Are you nuts, Sam screamed. Mr. Nicobe yelled. Oh, wait. Grab onto it. Miss, um, Mr. Nicobe yelled from down on the floor. Sam gulped. The fire hose whipped around again. Sam leapt on into the air just as the hose flew beneath him and he grabbed, he wrapped both arms around it and he held on tight. Ah, he screamed. Tie the hose, Mr. Nicobe yelled. Sam grabbed the hose and tugged. He used all of his might to put the hose back around itself. He nodded. It, he knotted it like a giant shoelace. The monstrous fire hose shook. It was choking. The hose, the hose crashed onto the ground. Whoomp! Sam smacked against the cold hallway floor, and just like that, everything stopped. The fire hose began. The fire hose, the banging lockers, the flashing lights. The school hasn't been this active in a very long time," said Mister Nicobe, getting to his feet. I don't know. Sam blinked. Oops. Sam blinked. Um, what? Never mind. It's late. You should go home. But the school, it's, it's alive. Sam said, I don't understand. Mr. Nicobe handed Sam his backpack. Get home now, he ordered. Sam wanted answers, but even more than that, uh, but even more than answers, he wanted out of that school. He turned on his heels and shoved open the the now unlocked double doors, and he ran home. He didn't stop once. Where have you been? Sam's mom yelled as Sam came running through the door. I was worried sick. Sam threw his backpack onto the kitchen floor, and he kicked off his sneakers. One nearly hit his mom in the head, but the other bounced off the cabinet. Mom, you wouldn't believe it, Sam said. In between gulps of air, he began to tell the tale. First, I almost got eaten by quicksand. Then a tree broke through the classroom window and Sam, his mom said, cutting him off. Tell me the real reason you're late. Sam sighed. Of course she wasn't going to believe him. Antonio and Lucy had not believed him either. At last, Sam said, hall manager duty. 
Technically, it's true. Believe me, chapter seven. I, Peter Pan, challenge the friendly pirate to a noodler, pirate noodler to a fight, Antonio yelled. He swung his invisible sword through the air. That's adorable. It was Tuesday morning, and Sam, Antonio, and Lucy were walking through the school. They were practicing their Peter Pan lines, but Sam couldn't focus on his lines. He could not stop thinking about what had happened the night before. Antonio laughed. Sam, you have the worst part of the play. You only have a few lines towards the end. And really, who wants to be a friendly pirate anyways? Huh? said Sam. Sam's not even paying attention. Lucy moaned. This play is going to be a disaster. Everything is going wrong. Antonio had patted his pockets, smiling. Not as long as I've got my lucky sandwich. Antonio and his and Antonio and Sam had been friends since kindergarten. And had, and had always carried a peanut butter and jelly sandwich around in his pocket. That's strange. Sometimes he carried the same sandwich around for weeks. Ew. So Sam thought it was a little bit disgusting, but also a little bit awesome. Ew. Sam stopped walking. Guys, I really need to tell you something. Sam looked around. Sam looked around to make sure that nobody was nearby. He pulled his friends in close. Remember the quicksand that I told you about yesterday? You know how you didn't believe me? But after school, more weird stuff happened. I fell asleep on the hall duty on while on a hall duty monitor. I believe that, Antonio joked. Listen, said Sam. When I woke up, the school was going crazy. I was attacked by an oak tree. Then Mr. Naboki saved me. Nicobe saved me. But I think he might be a bad guy or something. It's super weird. Antonio frowned. You're losing your mind, Lucy agreed. I'm starting to worry about you, Sam. Sam ran his hand through his hair and said, Just wait until we get to school. You'll see. There's a broken window and busted lockers, and the fire hose is tied in a big knot. When they got to school, Sam rushed past his friends up the front steps. What he saw blew his mind. Everything was back to normal. It was like nothing ever happened. The fire hose was wound up. The lockers were closed. No, Sam whispered. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Antonio gently punched Sam in the arm. You should really get some more sleep. Your nightmares are serious. Ring. The morning bell rang and everyone began filing into class. The huge window in Mrs. Grinker's class wasn't broken. Even the oak tree looked normal again. I don't know. This was a regular Tuesday morning, but not for Sam. Maybe. Yeah, Sam wanted. It was a dream. Maybe, yeah. Sam wanted answers. He also thought that he knew where to get them, but first. Sam, hurry up, Lucy said, running into the class. Sam groaned. He had to check the hall monitors and get to class, too. His answers would have to wait. Into the Darkness, Chapter 8. As soon as the bell rang for recess, Sam went looking for Mrs. Mr. Nicobe. He spotted him outside the janitor's closet. Sam snatched Mr. Nicobe, opened the closet door. Sam watched Mr. Nicobe open the closet door. Mr. Nicobe looked both ways down the hall like he was afraid that he was being watched. Then, very slowly, the old man reached into the darker closet. He grabbed a hold of a dim, swinging light bulb. Mr. Nicobe tugged twice on the light bulb. Brum! There was a low rumbling noise at the rear of the wall closet, and it began to move. A secret door? 
Sam thought. Mr. Nakobe stepped through. Sam swallowed, sweat pouring off of his brow. He needed to know the truth about this eerie elementary. This was his chance. Sam darted across the hall and he closed the door behind him. Then he leapt through the secret doorway. I know. Sam found himself in a large room with punching bags, pieces of old lockers, school chairs with three legs. The room was dark. It smelled wet. Ugh. Sam Graves, Mr. Nakobe said, I've been waiting for. Sam cut him off. What happened last night? And how was everything back to normal today? I know I didn't imagine that stuff. Mr. Nakobe said, you imagined nothing. Place your hand against the wall, Sam, and focus. Sam frowned. You are nuts. You want to know the truth or not, said Mr. Nakobe. Sam sighed and then placed his palm against the cool brick wall. The room grew quiet and then he heard it. The soft sound of air blowing and he felt it. The wall was gently swaying. It was the school. The school was breathing. What? Sam backed away from the wall. What? What's happening, he stuttered. Mr. Nakobe walked towards Sam as his face passed through the shadows he looked almost inhuman eerie elementary is alive said mr nicobe sam shook his head that can't be that's impossible mr nicobe continued this school is a living breathing thing it is a beast a monster and there's only one person who can keep maximus stop no so don't yell at him he's just a puppy and there's only one person who can keep it's students safe. Who? Sam asked softly. Mr. Nakobe stepped down until he was face to face with Sam. You, Sam Graves, the hall monitor. Hero, chapter nine. In a strange hidden room. Can you please just let Max in? Come on, come on, Max. Just let him in and shut the door. Good job. No, just have, can you put Oreo out and let Sam, uh, Max in? Oh my goodness. All right, Maximus, come here, mellow out. Okay, chapter nine, hero. In a strange hidden room, this man was telling Sam that the school was alive and that he was supposed to keep everyone safe. He couldn't believe it. I too was hall monitor, said Mr. Nakobe, Erie Elementary's first hall monitor. And since then, I have been here to fight the school and protect the students. But now I am too old and weak and the school knows it. The school knows that now is the time to strike. It is planning something big. Sam collapsed in a chair. They, there were goosebumps all over his body. But how can the school be alive? I don't understand. The source of the school's power is a mystery, said Mr. Nakobe. But I know this. It is evil. It feeds on students and has not fed in a long time. And it is hungry. Sam's heart was pounding. Mr. Nakobe continued. As, school, as hall monitor, you'll have the ability to sense the school and to feel and to hear what others cannot. You must be careful because the school can sense you too. It has attacked you twice already. It knows you are its enemy. Sam gulped. Mr. McCoby said softly, you must be here, our hero now, Sam Graves. Do I have it in me, Sam wondered? Sam thought about the quicksand and the trees and the lockers. What if it had happened to Lucy or Antonio? The school could have eaten them. And if the school is planning something big, when my friends are in, then my friends are in danger. Sam turned to Mr. Nakobe and said, Okay, I'll do what I must. Mr. Nakobe smiled. Good. 
So now what? asked Sam. Now you begin your training, said Mr. Nakobe. He yanked on a filthy white sheet, uncovering what looked like to be a large metal monster. Then he walked back out through the secret door, leaving Sam alone, or so he thought. Chapter 10, The Machine. Okay, get it out, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, it won't let me have it. Go open his mouth and pull it out. The giant metal thing was made up of different parts. An old refrigerator, pieces of a vending machine, all banged up lockers. It had a rusty head dotted with two splashes of red paint. She's back so I can't grab it. Okay, well, let me finish this chapter and I'll go over. Uh, there were brooms and buckets and wooden hockey sticks jolting out from it, too. Sam took a deep breath. He was about to step towards it when, Sam, a voice shouted. Sam spun around. It was Antonio. Antonio, what are you doing here? Sam exclaimed. I followed you since you've been acting like a total weirdo. I was hiding behind some junk over there, Antonio said. Did you did you hear everything that Mr. Nukobi said? Sam asked. Antonio nodded. Do you believe him? Sam asked. Not really. I think you guys are both crazy, said Antonio. Then he walked over to the machine, and there was a note taped to the front. Antonio tore it off. Sam, this machine will attack you like the school. You must overcome it. This is your training. Good luck, Mr. Nicobi. Antonio smiled. I may not believe you, but we'll help you train. This big monster machine thing is awesome. Sam perked up. Having a friend by his side made him feel a thousand times better. Look, there's a switch on the front, Antonio said. He flicked on the switch and the machine came to life. Antonio jumped back. The giant machine charged towards Sam, and the top part the top part spun and had a hockey stick lashed out. Sam rolled underneath the hockey stick, and he came up behind the machine. The machine's head whirled around. It began shooting tennis balls out from its round eyes. Watch out, Antonio said. Sam threw his arms over his face, but the tennis ball knocked him to the ground. Sam pounded his fist on the cement floor. This is ridiculous. I don't know how to do any of this, he yelled. Antonio stuck out his hands, quickly helping his friend to his feet. Try using try using what's around you. Vashoom! A tennis ball whizzed through Sam and Antonio. Antonio dove nearby a trash can. Sam looked around and he saw a busted locker door. Here goes nothing, he thought. Sam grabbed a locker door and held it up like a shield and straight. I can fix that in a minute, Peyton. It's okay, I can. Lock door and held it up straight like a shield and ran straight into the machine. The tennis balls just bounced off of him. When Sam got close enough, he tossed the door aside and climbed on top of the machine. The machine rumbled and coughed. Finally, it went silent. Sam hopped down. Wow, Antonio said, scratching the back of his neck. Dude, you're kind of awesome right now. Sam turned to his friend, smiling. But it sounds like this was only the beginning. Oh, man. What a creepy school. No. no, 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 Max. Don't be mean to him, Peyton. He's fine. He's just tell him no, honey. Hi, Max. He's just learning. You have to be patient with him. Chapter 11. Something big. Maximus, do you want to come up here, buddy? See, he has my sock. He'll be fine. For the next two days, Sam and Antonio trained before school, during recess, and after school. 
Lucy now thought both of her best friends were losing their minds. She wouldn't believe a word they said. Sometimes Mr. Nicobe poked his head in to check on Sam, but the old man did not do much else. Sam understood that Mr. Nicobe was weak, and now it was Sam's job to protect the school. While Sam was walking home on a Thursday, Mr. Nicobe's words echoed in his head. The school is planning something big. What could the school, Sam thought? Sam's thoughts were interrupted by the feeling of cold fingers on his back. Ah! Sam shrieked. He spun around. Lucy, you scared me. Did you think the school is trying to eat you, Lucy teased? I don't know what you and Antonia have been doing for the past three days, but you'd better be ready tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Sam asked. Lucy rolled her eyes, and then she shoved a crumpled piece of paper into Sam's hands. Friday night, 7 p.m. Erie Elementary, Mr. Gringer's third grade class presents Peter Pan. Students, parents, and teachers are welcome. As Sam read the words, his heart began to pound. It all made sense. Sam knew exactly when the school would strike. Chapter 12. Beast from Below. It was opening night and the school's auditorium was packed. Sam stuck his head out through the red curtains and peered out. He saw hundreds of parents and teachers in the audience. He even saw his mom and Lucy's little brother. Students were changing into their costumes backstage. Antonio as as Peter Pan was wearing green from head to toe. And Lucy wore a yellow dress as Wendy. Sam pulled Antonio aside. I've got a feeling that something really bad is going to happen. He whispered. Maybe we should stop the play. Could we tell Mrs. Grinker? Antonio cut him off. Sam, everyone will think we're crazy, and I'm still not sure we aren't. Sam sighed. He knew Antonio was right. Besides, Antonio said, I've got my yep, I've got my lucky peanut butter jelly sandwich. I've got my lucky peanut butter sandwich in my pocket. What could go wrong? Sam rolled his eyes. Lucky sandwich? Before Sam could say anything else, the lights dimmed and the audience went quiet. The play was about to start. Lucy rushed over and she pulled Antonio towards the stage. Wish us luck, Sam, she whispered as as she and Antonio marched out on stage. Sam thought, sighed, good luck. Two hours later, Sam was smiling from ear to ear. He couldn't believe it. The play was actually going okay and Lucy w- was saying her lines perfectly. Antonio made an awesome Peter Pan, and the audience was clapping a ton. Maybe he had nothing to worry. He had worried for nothing. The next scene was the most exciting part of the play, the big finish. Antonio and Lucy were strung up on wires above the stage like they were flying. Look. We're almost done, Pay. Oh, you want to see the picture? What? That's a cool school play where you get to fly around on string. Crazy. Sam, Mr. Grinker said, it's your turn on stage. Oh, right, Sam muttered. He stepped onto the spotlight and began to say his lines. I am a noodler, Captain Hook's friendly pirate, and I order you to. Sam stopped. He felt something moving below his feet. Rumble, rumble, rumble. With horror, Sam realized the school had been waiting for him. Now that he was on stage, the school was coming to life. This was it. There were some whispers in the audience. People thought Sam had forgotten his lines, but Sam didn't care about his lines. He cared about what he saw next, the trapdoor and the opening. From high 
From up high, Lucy and Antonio saw it too. The trapdoor was opening wider and wider. It was like, come sit up here and look. It was like the wooden stage was suddenly made of rubber. Oh. Uh oh. <gasps> Sam's heart pounded as he looked down into the darkness below. There he saw true terror. Beneath the stage, hundreds of metal folding chairs. Whoa. It looks like Alice in Wonderland's um, tower, tunnel, but like all chairs were opening and closing like a set of giant, jagged teeth. Eee. Hot and high above this hungry mouth, Antonio and Lucy were dangling on their wires. They were about to be eaten alive. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Chapter 13, Worm Mouth. Swish. The big red curtain swooshed shut. The audience gasped. They could no longer see the stage. The closest door banged open behind Sam. On the floorboards, the floorboards lifted up into form a slide. Mr. Gringer on the other st- and the other students tumbled backwards towards the closet. Oh my god, I pushed him back into the closet. <sighs> From off stage, Mr. Nakobe yelled, Sam, it's happening! He ran towards Sam, but the curtain's rope grabbed a hold of him, and the ropes flung Mr. Nakobe inside the closet, too. The door slammed shut. Next, the lights went out. Only the spotlight stayed on, and it was pointed at Sam. Lucy and Antonio. The audience can't see the stage. The teachers and the students are trapped in the closet. Sam thought, I'm the only one who can save everyone. The chair mouth began to climb out of its out of the hole like can't a worm. No, because the, the um the the curtain closed on the stage, so the parents can't see anything. Like a worm coming out of the ground. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> Do you like my noise? <laughs> Lucy and Antonio began kicking and screaming. What is that? Lucy yelled. Antonio thrashed on his wire, trying to get away from the huge teeth. As he swung his lucky peanut butter and jelly sandwich, slipped from his pocket and fell down into the giant mouth. The sandwich splattered against the giant teeth. I've got an idea. Sam said, I'll be back, he shouted up to his friends. Don't leave, Sam, Lucy cried. She was finding, fiddling with her wire trying to untie herself. Just trust me, Sam said. He leapt over the giant mouth. Everyone in the audience gasped as Sam jumped behind the closed curtain and sprinted out of the dark auditorium into the hallway. When Sam reached the end of the hall, he pushed open the lunchroom door. It was quiet and dark, but as soon as Sam stepped inside, the lunchroom came to life. The chairs shook, the long tables buckled up and down, and the ceiling lamp swung. A deep, moaning sound came from a speaker on the wall. Eerie Elementary was howling. Oh my god, that's so creepy. Sam needed to get into the kitchen, but every step he took seemed to make a school angrier. Packages of cookies exploded, tables flipped over, light bulbs above his head shattered. Suddenly, the vending machines began firing water bottles at him. One blasted Sam in the chest, knocking him onto his back. I'll never make it out this way to the kitchen, he thought, unless... Sam thought back to his training. He remembered Antonio telling him what to use. What to use was around him. Sam leapt to his feet and grabbed an orange lunch tray, and he held it over his chest. He hopped on a table and sprinted down the length of it. As he changed towards the kitchen, the vending machine fired more water bottles at him. 
The bottles bounced off of his shield and Sam jumped off of the table and hit the ground and rolled onto the kitchen. Then he saw it, the one thing that could save his friends. Pow, pow, pow. Look at the water bottles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 14. Eat this. Sam stared up at the giant drum of peanut, uh, peanut butter. It was stacked at the top of the table, full of food supplies. He shook the table and then jumped back. The jars of secret sauce and cans of soup had come crashing to the ground, along with the peanut butter. Oh my gosh, that's a big thing of peanut butter. Sam rolled the drum all the way out to the lunchroom door and gave it a heavy push. It barreled down the hall, clearing a path. Pow, said the drum. The drum knocked a monstrous chair out of the way. Boom! The drum sent a spinning trash can flying. Clam, clam, clam! Good job. The drum blasted through the set of locker doors. The peanut butter drum crashed everything, crushed everything in its way. At last, Sam made it backstage with the drum. Lucy ran towards it. Lucy, Lucy, Sam yelled. How did you get down? I was able to untie myself, but I couldn't reach Antonio. He's still stuck and... Oh my gosh, it's like trying to eat him. Sam pushed the drum towards the stage and looked up. The giant mouth had grown larger. It was now made of hundreds of folding chairs together that formed a hundred teeth. But the teeth. spotlight on him, so they have, the curtains have to be showing. Maybe, yeah. Two of the teeth held Antonio's green pants, and any second now, he would be eaten alive. Help, help Antonio! Sam, what can no, we do? Yelled. Oh, yeah. Help! Yelled Antonio. Yelled Antonio. Sam, what can we do? Asked Lucy. Follow my lead, said Sam. The mouth was about to chomp onto Antonio, and then Sam shouted, Hey, Erie Elementary, are you hungry? The monstrous chair mouth turned away from Antonio and faced Sam and Lucy and let out a growl. Oh, look at it. Sam and Lucy didn't flinch. They stood perfectly still. The mouth opened wider. What's the matter? What's the matter, little puppy? Lucy grabbed a hold of Sam's arm. Sam held, held his breath and the giant mouth charged towards them. The stage floorboards were breaking apart. Sam started into the center of the chomping, thrashing mouth. It was upon them. Now, screamed Sam. Together, Sam and Lucy kicked the heavy peanut butter drum as hard as they could. They bowed, they bowled across the stage and ran into the giant, ran into the giant mouth. The teeth chomped down on the drum and... Ready? Kaboom! No, kaboom! The drum burst open and gallons of peanut butter flew everywhere. The peanut butter was gumming up the monster's mouth. Will you let him out? He's freaking. Oh, okay. Hello. Was gumming up. Uh, was gumming up the monster's mouth. The chewing slowed and then stopped. Lucy and Sam bumped fists. You did it! Antonio shouted, up from high. I couldn't have done it without you two," said Sam. The sticky mouth slipped down to the trap door. The trap door closed. The floor returned to normal. It was over. Eerie Elementary was silent. Then, all of a sudden, the stage curtains swooshed open. Sam, uh, Chapter 15. Sam Graves, Hall Monitor. The lights came on. The closet door opened. Miss Grinker and Mr. Nicobe and all the students stumbled out. Are you okay, Maximus? You want to let him out? Yeah. Okay. 
For a moment, everyone was quiet. The audience looked around confused. Mrs. Grinker walked up to up on stage. Um, well, uh, let's have a hand for the kids. That play was amazing, she said. Sam's mom started clapping. Wonderful job, Sam, yelled everyone. Soon, everyone was clapping. No one had any idea what had just happened. Lucy helped Antonio down from his wire, then whispered to Sam, Um, now what? Sam smiled. Now we take our bow. No, you. I guess he wants to stay. Backstage, the students were changing out of their costumes. Mr. Nicobe took Sam aside. You did well tonight, Sam Graves. He said, everyone here is in good hands. And then he walked away. Sam ran over to his friends and he burst out. I told you guys the school was alive. Now do you believe me? Antonio and Lucy were talking so fast that Sam could hardly understand them. He laughed and said, guys, relax. I'll tell you everything. And he did. As they were waiting waiting out front for their parents, Sam told his... No, he's okay. Just leave him. Sam told his friends. Sam told his friends everything they were everything there was to tell about Erie Elementary the school cast long shadows lit by the moon two large windows were open and two side lights burned like eyes watching their three best friends Sam reached into his backpack and he felt the monitor sash just a few minutes earlier he had been a sudden urge to put it on he knew it wouldn't be long before Erie Elementary would strike again. Adorable. That's it. That's it. Pretty cool. Okay, bye. Okay, I hope you, we hope you guys like that. There's nine more of these. There's ten total. So we're so excited to share them with you. Okay, bye. Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. <laughs>